Blog Talk Radio. Mic test. Hello and welcome to Socially Savvy Broadcasting live here at Gunnar Nordstrom Gallery in the heart of Bellevue. Thanks for joining us. I'm your host, LB Duchess, with co-host Jason Rendon of Seattle Wine Exchange. Hello. How are everybody? And Renessa Rio, love CEO of Three Step Dating. Hey there. So please feel free to call in at 323-843-6090. Um, today's show is brought to you by Gunnar Nordstrom and World Wines at Home, which we're going to be introducing you to here shortly. Um, today's show is on the art of socially savvy banter and how to approach politics during this highly electrically charged political time, Ooh, yeah. as we um, also interview Rob Schaefer of World Wines at Home. How's everyone doing today? Doing fabulous. Fantastic. I feel like I got to move in here. I'm, I'm all the way in the corner. Especially in this uh, high, <laughs> high politically charged. This is going to be a great topic for me. I love this. This is going to be a good, a good topic yes. that I think is going to get pretty heated because I'm going to be bringing up some things that I know I get to hear all the time because this applies in dating. Oh yeah. This is a huge thing in dating. This is a big turnoff, and it could even be a big turn on. So we'll yes. definitely apply it. To all areas. I think, I think we'll we'll be talking about how you direct your passion is the key thing. How do oh, you yeah. approach it, especially on? I can't even imagine on dating because I've always always told on a first date, no politics, no sex, no religion. Yes. Six yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Topics. But so. in reality, why would you want to go on a second or third date if you don't match on religion, sex, and politics? Mm-hmm. You know. So. That's the hard part. <laughs> well, I, I find it interesting. I think a lot of people have that, you know, that whole opposites attract thing. Yeah. yeah. And 
I know several couples who have been in long-term relationships who do have different political views, but it's more about the nuances than it mm-hmm. is about the core. Yes. yes. So, for instance, a woman may feel more strongly about her rights than her husband, but when they mm-hmm. when it comes down to the base of things, they're more on the same page. So, I think it's really tricky. I mean, in any relationship, father daughter yeah, yeah. relationship. Well, this well. is a controversial topic. This yeah. one, especially this year. Yes, especially this year. This so, really when bad. you look at the controversy, is that what you want as the foundation of your relationship? Whether it's networking, getting new friends, and or with your spouse or your special person. I really don't think that you want to always know that that person's debating every one of your thoughts. Oh, yeah, especially it's like even now, it's like in our relationship, I'm more central leaning left. My wife's more left than central. Mm-hmm. I've got friends that are more right, and I've yeah. got friends that are very, I call them ultra-conservative Republicans. You yes. know, we have, you watch this on Facebook. We argue all the time on oh, Facebook, back and constant. forth. Oh, People go, oh my God, you guys are out of his throat. It's like, we're great friends. Yeah. You know, my my friend Chris and Ida, he's he's a neat guy, loves food. Yes. But when we talk about how political things, we go back and forth. You know, he hates Obama. Yes. I mean, I hate it. There's, there's but do you like. think that you're just assuming that people know you guys are great friends? And in reality, you no, know, we actually have to do that. We actually sit yeah. there and say, you know, hey, you know, we'll 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 stop in the banter of the page post and sit there and say, hey. Uh, now we're talking about, you know, hey, how'd you do, how'd you have a Putinesca? Oh, that chair broke right there. Oh, my goodness. We just had a All chair right, malfunction. we had a chair broke. <laughs> it's a live excitement here. Talk about politically yeah. charged. That's the naughty chair, guys. Naughty That's chair. the you naughty chair. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, sometimes we have to tell people that we're actually friends. That chair think, has seen some, lots of butts in that chair. Sit very delicately. Yes. I love so, it. Well, you know, <laughs> don't enough, jump on the chair. Okay. <laughs> inter- interestingly enough, talking about the whole politics side of things, my husband and I came up with the, the terminology because we we don't relate. We relate more to one side than the other, yeah. but we call ourselves agnostic because I really kind of feel that that would be the perfect terminology for somebody mm-hmm. who doesn't feel like they're a left or a right in, in any party. We're agnostic, agnostic in politics? Yes. <laughs> I've yeah. never heard that. No, that's because I created it. <laughs> yeah, you're like agnostic means you have no belief system. Um, no, agnostic, agnostic. In some ways, I mean, it's a little bit. It, it means it means that you believe more in the base <laughs> of, right of of what a fundamental belief structure is, yeah. not necessarily in the theologies that man incorporates into them. Which politics is ran by man, yes. therefore you're saying you don't believe in men being agnostic. No, <laughs> we're gonna get we're gonna totally get off topic here. You have to remember that uh, gnostic is the uh, Greek word for knowledge. Yeah. And A is against knowledge, so agnostic is you know against. Knowledge. Well, against yeah. the common knowledge, right. and I think so a lot. I it think, would fit in a political. I, I and I kind of feel like that in in this political era. I, that. I think if you are are trying to do your homework and you're trying to understand the other people's point of view, and you truly do have an awareness of what would be considered two specific parties' identifications and what they believe in. Um, if you have that empathy and you have that knowledge, I feel like you almost are kind of agnostic because you can appreciate both sides 
and disagree with both sides. I just want to introduce real quick. That yeah. was Rob. We're going to get into that. We are totally because I I love that. I'm gonna I'm gonna say I disagree. But that let's was, go. <laughs> hold on, hold on. Disagree, of course you are. Was, of course uh, you The are. other voice on the line was Rob over yes. at uh, World Wines at Home yes. and Rosa Wine Group. He is our guest host for yes. tonight. Thank you and for coming. He has um, brought us and introduced us to some amazing. Uh, Italian wines, which uh, my only Italian wines I have ever tried had been uh, Olive Garden. Yes. And I think somebody brought me a bottle of Italian wine, which was really good. And so when Gunnar had said you were going to be here in town, I was like, oh, can we do a show together? Once again, you know, for those (laughs) who decided to stay home, you're missing out on at least, let me see here, three, five, twenty, thirty different wines. You guys suck. You guys didn't show up. Yes. There's a lot of good wine here. There has never been a better wine tasting affiliated with Socially Savvy. So if you're in the area, you might want to get in the car and get your butt over here. Just saying. So while we're sitting here getting ready, we're going to be tasting the first wine. This is sparkling wine. And I'm going to let Bob tell us what it's all about since he's here. And I'm so excited. He started with my favorite, Rob. Bob, I'm sorry. I love... We have some guy named Bob wandered Some in, guy named Bob, out, yeah, and he you know, wandered out. I was looking for him. <laughs> now, one of the things that you had told me about when we when I first came in, which I had become aware of because of my other business working with the other kind of juice, the juice that you wear versus the juice you drink, um, there were some big changes in what can be called champagne, prosecco, and and all the complications True. ensuing. So tell us a little bit about this and, and let our listeners know uh, kind of what that was all about because I think a lot of people don't understand that at this point. Well, I think it's a little bit like uh, when you talk about champagne, you can only call it if it's from the champagne region. And Prosecco didn't have that kind of standard. So conceptually, someone could take a Prosecco grape and have it anywhere in the, in the world and call it Prosecco. So what they did is they created a denomination origin guaranteed for Prosecco. So they actually changed the name of the grape to Glera. And so it can wow. only be, just like champagne can only be grown in the champagne Pain region. region. Yeah. Then in the Veneto region of Italy is the only place you can have Prosecco. So and now is this the first, um, I, I don't know if I'm using the word properly, um, I want to say deliation or deniation, where that where Italy is saying that, okay, this area, this is what comes from this, and we are yes. now world-renowned for that. No, just like, just like Chianti. Okay, Chianti. You know, Chianti okay. is another yes. great example. I'm, of. I'd know, forgotten. Chianti has its own region, and then it has a sub-region within the Chianti region of Tuscany, which okay. is the classical region, which is where it originally came from. So you can't call it Chianti classical unless it's from that region. Wow. And there's a larger region that you can call it Chianti. And I think a lot of that is like there's some wineries who are trying to take advantage of that name, like Prosecco. It's like, oh, everybody's at Prosecco. Yeah. It's like, oh, you can't do that anymore. You yeah. know, they did that. France did it. Italy did it. You know, Parmesan or, you know, or, or prosciutto. They're trying to make it like this is, you can only get this here. Well, I think what I like about it is they're trying to to specify and and create less confusion in what is a Prosecco, what is... So, like we were talking earlier, I work with the fragrance that you wear in, um, in room diffusers and one of the room diffusers from um, Annika had to change the name from champagne to Prosecco because that was the specific 
I guess, region wow. that the ingredients were coming from, yeah. which made a lot of confusion for the customers. But on the on the plus side, if, if you there's always a way to spin it to a positive, it allows you to tell the story. So we were able to tell the story and romance the customers with, well, this is what That's it is. What it is. It's you have the customer. Anytime you, know? you have a change, there's you have two ways you can look at it. You can look at it from a negative point of view, or you can look at it as, a, as an opportunity to romance yes. the customer and educate them, bring them in on the story. We talked about it earlier. So it's a story, you know, why I smell wi- or smell. I sell small wineries. There's a story behind it. So speaking of stories, what are we drinking today as our first pour? Well, this is from Dalden, and it's their uh, one of their <laughs> Proseccos. They have about a dozen, actually, different ones. The extra dry tends to be more popular in the American market. So this is their extra dry. I really like this. It's really good. What what I like so much about this is from my palate point of view, having just gotten into it in like the last five years of drinking um, all kinds of different wines and variations, I would almost feel like this is something you could put on the table and everyone's going to like mm-hmm. it. You don't have to worry so much about very specific palates, whether they're educated or not. Everyone's going to like something about this. Well, yeah, and it's just like in food pairing. When the uh, bottom line in food pairing is when in doubt, bubbles. I love yeah, bubbles. like... Because it'll go with, uh, it'll slide with most yeah. foods. With bubbles that. to celebrate, bubbles in the bathtub, bubbles yeah. just because and on a Sunday with orange juice. <laughs> this nice Prosecco, and I think where that's where the quality is starting to grow over the last couple of years is that it's not sweet. I remember when I first had my first taste of Prosecco, I was overseas, it was like stickly sweet, you know, syrupy, and now they're like, hey, this is really nice. It's good taste. It's a little bit of structure. You know, we talked about this for those listeners that listen in, we talked about wine and the structure of wine and we'll get to beer here this next this summer but it's the structure of how you know it eats with the palate and you can sit there on the deck on a hot summer's day like it and was just this weekend dolls. yeah yeah i and, love and it prosecco producers tend to be huge production mm-hmm. so uh, the dalton family at three hundred thousand bottles is a small producer for the region wow, wow. Well, nice. it's a perfect introduction, and I don't know how many wines we're going to taste on air because you have so many here. We're really excited. We may be slightly intoxicated by the end of the show, but we'll be happy. Yeah. That's just even more reason, you guys. Got to show up. You'll never know. Exactly. This is a secret. We didn't say nothing. Guess what? Show up. Guess what? Show up. So tell me, what's up? Well, next? Socially Savvy Live News. This week, Live at Lunch is going to be featuring Latin, Acoustics, and The Singing Seahawk. What that means is that you guys come downtown in Bellevue, right? Yep, and downtown you Bellevue. And listen to free music during your lunchtime. Grab and a sandwich and sit down. And at the different locations. This yeah. week is uh, July 31st is at Newport Tower. Um, David Corrine and um, Cascade, they're doing the Latin guitar. On the 1st, it's Symmetra um, Financial Center. Larry is going to be singing uh, or working with Acoustic Sun. I'm not sure exactly what that is. I have not listened to him, but I'm excited to check him out. And then, of course, on the second is Bellevue Galleria. Craig Terrell Band is going to be doing classic rock. So you've got a little bit of everything yeah. going That's on this fun. week in Bellevue. That's fun. That's a good little lunch date, too, to get with yeah. your spouse, come meet me for lunch. It's a perfect little surprise. And this is one good. of the things that Bellevue is so well known for, why they have been voted as one of the best places to live in the United States, because from a cultural and community point of view, they yep. create a lot of Great ways for people to come together. Yeah, I love that. You know Just like do? the Arts and, and Crafts Festival this last weekend. Yes, So here's something quickly for those in a high date, guys. What you do is you call, you talk to the girl you're going to ask out, ask her what kind of sandwich you want. You call Jimmy John's online, order the sandwich, they deliver it to your office, then you meet here there with music, listen to music, say hello, then you can both go back to work. Easy peasy, 
can't make it. I like yeah, that. Yeah, and there's so many great restaurants. I mean, a lot of these places are at different locations and restaurants where you can yeah. order the food, but yeah, just fun, fun stuff. Good stuff. Okay, so we've all been kind of in our own world for the last couple of weeks, and we all yes. had all kinds of stuff going on. I know that, Renessa, you just came off of Healthy World, um, Healthy Woman, Healthy World. Yep, big conference. So let us know a little bit about that. Yeah. I mean, it was great. I got to connect with Janet Jackson, chef, uh, Kathy Ireland, chef, um, Andrea Metcalf from Oprah, another great gal from Dr. Oz, wow. Juliana Heffern, just really be with some powerful women and men and talking about dating, love, relationships, eating healthy, being sexy. Um, I was able to teach a big room of women what their turn-ons are in the sense of like really going, what is our fantasies in the love world? Identifying. Yes. Nice. Yep. So it was great just to really be open and honest. With we have some <laughs> listeners going, why wasn't I there? <laughs> and it was just, it was a good turnout. It was great to connect with these people and share on an intimate level and hear women not be afraid to express their love life. So it's good stuff. I'm I looking forward it. to the next one. We're going to be planning in February in Los Angeles. And I was really yeah. excited that we, Socially Savvy, we got to help put together the swag yes. bags and be a part of that. And even though I was hoping to, to get away to be a I part know. of that, but with um, our other business dealings, we had other obligations. I but some, I, was, I heard some great stuff. There were men there. Yeah. Well, you can yes. learn something. And the There's... men came up to me and they said, Vanessa, can I take you home and share everything you talked about with my wife? That's it. It's time and to you do. know that if it's affecting both men and women, and women you're sharing yeah. something mm-hmm. right. Because yep. romance is such a big part of our life, yeah. and I want to make sure we have Passion. great techniques and tips Connecting, and, 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 and I think a lot yeah. of people make the mistake, and you know, my husband and I have been together for 27 years, and um, we are going in for a checkup. We're reconnecting with each other and, yes. and slowing down and listening to each other again. Um, I think a lot of people really underestimate, they assume that, you know, oh, you've been in a long-term relationship, you know how to handle everything. Yeah. You know, you go through points where you have to remind yourself, I fell in love with this person because they're amazing with A, B, and C. Yes. And stop looking at the toothpaste that they're squeezing from the middle of the container that's driving you right toothpaste. up a wall. Oh, yeah. I think we have to redefine what our focuses are over and over and over again. And um, I love what you guys did with this whole I'm, – I'm excited for the next Yeah, one. we had a lingerie show, so I think that would be something we could bring in with Socially Savvy as well and have maybe a little lingerie show going on. Yes, and actually Socially Savvy has some fun things in the works. We're looking at changing some of the format. Describing the lingerie, you'll have to show you up. You will have to show up. Um, yeah. We're going to be doing Sorry. some stuff that has to be more of an event. My oldest model was 66. Okay, love that. Wow. Love and nice. all shapes and sizes. It was a great, great yeah. turnout. Okay, so Mr. Jason, you <laughs> were in. I know he's he's all off topic. I'm all but off topic. you was, were in New Orleans. I was both in New Orleans and Baton Rouge. Wow. Oh my going gosh! Down there. So, and I know we were trying to set up interviews and stuff. We'll do it a, a second time around. But how actually, much fun! It, we actually did set something up. Uh, hopefully, recorded. It was the old New Orleans rum, and the way that they cook their rum and they do the sugar cane. So they cook it, and when you, you walk into the room where they're where they're baking it, the wow. smell is like molasses. You just want to dip your wow. French toast right in it and just eat it wholesale. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, so delicious. Talk about the rain and, you know, Katrina and where the flood was and all that, which is, you know, the tragic Part that of their history. But the history came back and the food is delicious. Although they, they are known for fried this, fried that, catfish, hush puppy, shrimp, crawfish, alligator, chicken, rabbit, and we can go on and on and on. Yeah. But there's restaurants now that have come back. They're like, you know what? We still have our heritage with alligator. But we're not going to fry it. We're going to saute it with 
Oh, you know, wow. We're going to saute wow. with, you know, maybe... So you ate alligator. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. oh how I did it taste? I love alligator and crawfish. That's nice. Alligator... Well, you know, I've never had alligator. Think of a, a cross between pork and chicken. Okay. Uh, crawfish is a langostino, mm-hmm. so... Pork and chicken. Yeah. <laughs> okay, my brain is pork. having a really hard time okay, so think around pork, that. So you think, probably dip think it in barbecue pork loin sauce. in your mouth. Okay. Think about it. It's okay. a little tough, a little yeah. lightly game. Think of chicken, which is moisture, and it has that chicken flavor. Put oh, the two together. Oh, okay. So that's what it really Was it is. fried? Uh, well, I, yes and no. I had both fried, sautéed, and uh, in a sushi roll. It was oh. called Raging Cajun. It was really cool. Yummy. And then uh, uh, their crab was uh, deep fried, but... Uh, <clears throat> No, the food was delicious, and I actually brought back a recipe here, which if you guys, uh, yesterday I had a little wine event at my house. I did charboiled oysters. Oh, I see how it is. Yeah. Well, you're busy. I know. I was working. Yeah. <laughs> I always, she's always working. I we all love working. our passion. That's the thing. Is like We love our food, our wine passion, but we also have other things that we're doing. We're all trying to mainstream, so sometimes we take advantage of what we can. And it was a perfect time. My uh, good friend of ours had a new baby. Oh, small. Fun. It was like like. This big glass, literally, Creamy. like little, yeah, Aww. really cute. Yeah. I, 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 I love sat there babies. And, it. and speaking of babies, on on Saturday during the day, we saw baby dogs. We're looking at getting a Bernie's Mountain Dog. Oh, fuzzy little bear things. But anyway. see how easily we are distracted. By I know. Beautiful babies things are back, back to the food. So the back food was food. great. So we're 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 gonna try to uh, 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 do an event here with Social Savvy, bringing some food of different cultures. You know, and we'll we'll do some with that. I'll bring some in. But uh, the yep. food tonight. From the, uh, the Grape Adventure, if you guys were here, uh, to Wine Bar there in, in Kent. Yep. Um, oh, wow. They it, actually came in for, um, yes. Rob did, from um, World Wines at Home, did a tasting here at Gunnar Nordstrom's mm-hmm. earlier this afternoon. And so we piggybacked and yep. got to, we've been tasting wine. I got here at 430 and have been tasting wine since then. <laughs> yep, so. How are you feeling? I well, he's he's been very smart in that the amount of wine he's given me have been small parts. So, yes, I feel that right he's now. poking me. Okay, she's not drunk yet. No, I'm not drunk yet. Um, I'm not drunk yet. No, no. <laughs> I, I, I plan on it. But, the intention has been set. But what was so fun is they opened it up to us as well in our yes. living room. So we want to thank them. We had uh, and a pastel tray. We had a corn salsa that they make at the restaurant. And we had a steak bruschetta, which was steak Divine. with a gargonzola mayo. And then we had the tomato bruschetta, which and I And they had the little classic. champagne grapes. I yes. love these. They oh, come out cool. for like 30 days a year. Mm-hmm. You can get them in Washington. And they are out now. So one of the things that we talked, just a quick lesson in bruschetta, depending on who you talk about, bruschetta in the northern region is tomatoes with garlic rubbed on the bread, a little olive oil and basil. In the southern region, I'll probably have it reversed. No, I'm right, yep. Yeah. Southern region, it's actually bread that's toasted with cheese. A fontina or a, I can't think of the other name, the the softer cheese on top of my head. Do you, do you remember? I'm looking at Katie's brie, cheese here. Brie? Mozzarella Ma- or brie? Pecorino. Right. Katie, she's here. She'll, she'll be able to talk to her in a little bit. But it's amazing when you talk to certain restaurants and they're like, no, it's this way. That's it. That's a Russian kind of thing. I'm sorry. But uh, anyway. So the food's really good, and again, if you guys need to show up, so she's down in Kent. Look her up, The Great Adventure. Uh, she's on Facebook, and you can just Google The Great Adventure or just Great Adventure, The Great Adventure, and you got to check that out. So we're getting ready to taste our second wine that uh, Robert, Rob, well, you Robert or Rob, Rob has graciously poured for us. 
And originally we had it set up that we were doing three tastings, but we're going to do as many tastings as we feel like doing. Well, tonight. there's 30 bottles I in know, here. Are and, you serious? And I just posted on Facebook, if you're in the area, you need to come and try some of these wines. Because so, this is way too We're going to need a wheelchair. So for those, those that want to know how we do it, so um, I sell wine and I go to these trade tastings, which they'll have over 200 different wi- bottles of wine. And people oh say, my how gosh. do you deal with it? You sip, swirl, and spit. No spitting. I'm sorry. Not spitting here, I'm, but... I'm so against spitting. It's hard. <laughs> no, you'll see that. There are people that you'll see that. Uh, it will, and we've talked about that. We've talked about, is it socially savvy to spit? And, and if you're in a full-blown tasting, it is. And Jason always has to remind me that, you know, there's yes. two different ways of doing when you go When you go to a tasting room, it's okay to pay because you remember it's a glass. I'm going to stay PG on that topic. Let's keep going. Uh, so with that... Oh Gunnar Nordstrom Gallery, located me. in the heart of downtown Bellevue, across the way from Joey's and Kitty Corner from Bellevue Square. By art, it makes you feel better. And they have great stuff. You oh. know, one of the things that I love about Gunnar, and he had a long-standing relationship in Kirkland for a lot of years. He came over here, um, I think it was like five or six years ago, and established his place here in Bellevue. And he is literally become the epicenter of socializing. Yep. Uh, he does his opens. He has anywhere from 100 to 200 people come through here a month. Wow. The artists that he brings in, he brings in local artists. He brings in artists from Japan, China, from all over the world. Um, some of them are very... They had Dr. Seuss. He, they, have, they still have some Dr. Seuss pieces, which were amazing. He's got some pieces on the wall, which are very apropos to tonight, that have pictures of vineyards and wine. Um, you've got some eclectic dog art is what I would consider it is a little bit um, uh, less, I'm not even sure what the terminology is, uh, less structured. But he always has different art in here. And for just a person passing by, it's yeah. just a great way to be introduced to art. Love, love, I, love said, I send a lot of my first dates here. They it's walk a great in, place. it's yeah. a great place to create conversation, look at different pieces, and then go get something to eat. Yep, so it's a great, great date spot. Fabulous. Okay, so, Rob, tell us about what we're drinking for our second tasting. So, Ambrosia Wine Group is the importer for Selva Capuzza, which is um, the south end of Lake Garda. Lake Garda being between Milan and Verona, going all the way from kind of straight across from there up to the Italian Alps. At the south end of that is Selva Capuzza. And Lugana is one of the uh, classic wines from that region. Okay, this is going to sound really strange, but when I smell the wine, my first, my very first thought is lamb. I don't know why. My second thought is a very soft um, tropical. Mm-hmm. It's. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've never tried this. This is a cool thing about the Italian wines. I've never tried most of these, but for an a nose that I, I call myself a, a beginner nose, trying to identify and relate to things. I just go to whatever first pops into my head. Oh, Katie, what did you have this with the Lugana? Chicken penne, five star last night. Ah, chicken penne. Oh, wow. It's light, airy. Yeah. Oh, this is good. This no. would be really good with spicy food. Yes. Wow. So I have a question bowl. because, you know, I'm a wine novice. So we're shaking our wine glass. Right, like no. the spinning. wine. Spinning is that we're spinning. Swirling. We're swirling in the wine glass. Swirl. We're swirling it to Why aerate it. Why is it that before we pour the wine, we don't just shake the bottle? Uh, like <laughs> this is that would that would actually disturb that would actually disturb and shock the wine. It's kind of like 
Okay, Renessa, you're going to understand I, this. Do you want to be serious? I Renessa, I've got I've got the perfect compliment. <laughs> Would you like to be shaken before sex? <laughs> I'm <Wow>. just kidding. <laughs> the answer is yes. <laughs> No, most people want to be handled <laughs> I don't know delicately. What <laughs> this is the show. I mean, I'm just asking. We're sitting here swirling the wine. The, the reason for the swirling of the wine, from from what my wine studies have taught me, and I'm yes. sure Rob will correct me, is to properly aerate because the more of the the more more of the surface of the wine that is aerated, you get more of the flavors of the wine and okay. release more of the notes of it when you're trying to smell it. Then when you go to drink it, you're actually supposed to drink it in a manner that opens up your nasal passages. So you're not just drinking it, you're you're utilizing two of your senses at the same time. Yes. Okay. See, I'm telling you right it's now, probably, for people that don't know why. I'm not really, I, I'm a novice, but you, it is. It's a lot of just you know, playing I mean, with I'm it. I'm thrilling this and I'm thinking, why didn't we do this beforehand? It's a lot of the esters that come out and a lot of people. You're releasing them. So okay. people who are novice, when they think they're swelling, they do this kind of motion. And I'm doing yes. this shaking. Yeah, no shaking. No forth. shaking. It takes a little bit of art to kind of do it around the circle. Think Although, about how you would the more you get drunk, the bigger the swirl gets, yeah. and you end up out on somebody else. That's why they made the decant, the uh, aerators they yes. have now reported in their And um, uh, Soiree was one of our yes. sponsors for a while, and that was a great way. A lot well, of thank times, you. I'm, I'm just, you know, I'm wondering about these things. Do you really want to have a... <laughs> Better smell of understanding the, the what happens when the esters are released. If you're not a big whiskey drinker, get a big brandy sniffer, put in your favorite whiskey in there, spin it around, tilt it on its side. When you tilt it on the side, there's actually different flavors. On the bottom, you'll have the flowers, the light soft notes. In the middle, you have the woody notes. On the top, you have the alcohol. And with wine, it's very subtle, but when you do it with a whiskey... You'll get a bit bigger flavor, and if you guys we need to do a whiskey tonight, tasting. Well, we've done. Yeah. We're gonna do. We're gonna start venturing off into whiskey, yes. beer. We're gonna start venturing off into some other tastings. But the thing about Washington is, there's been so many fabulous wines we've been able to um, oh, work with that we hadn't gotten that far yet. Yeah. Well, let's enjoy this one. You gonna tell us about this, Rob? What are we enjoying? What are we swirling right now? You're, you're swirling <laughs> Lugana, which is Lugana. You know, Lugana is the. You think about it like Chianti is the classic wine from that region of Tuscany. Lugana is one of those classic wines from the south end of Lake Garda. If you follow uh, blogging and things, you'll find that Lugana is a, a, a wine that's getting more press because people are discovering it and it's uh, become yes. significantly more popular in the last five years. People are starting to learn the differences. Remember back, I'd say 10 years ago, you had a... You know, from the movie Victor Victoria, we had a red 1935, we had a white 1935, we had a rosé for using the salad. Now, you look at white wine, you got your Chardonnays, you've got your Pinot Gris, you've got Bionniers, Bouverets, I mean, it, you just there's so, so many amazing And we're not even talking about blends yet, we're just talking straight varietals. varietals. <laughs> you know, which if you're, if anybody who's learning how to do wine, this is like, what, there's, there's a Go at the end of that mountain. What you know? I mispronounced most of them, but here's the thing that I can say. About four years ago, I started with my wine studies because by the time I'm 55, I am going to go after a master sommelier. Will it happen? I don't know, but I'm going to have a whole lot of fun mm-hmm. trying between here and there. If it, if wine is um, entrancing to you, if you if you love the history behind it. Delve into it. Have fun with it. I mean, there are yeah. so Washington. I think is probably one of the richest environments 
for, you can go into probably 90, 95% of the wineries and ask them questions and they will fall all over themselves to help you. Yes. So take advantage of the ability to indulge yourself and learn about wine and then enjoy the experience at the same time. You know what? I think it's a perfect first date. You know what? Shh. Don't say it. This week's secret sponsor. Shh. Don't say it. Who is it? Velvet Denim. Vault Denim. No. Yeah. Vault, Vault Denim. Denim. Yep. So if you're listening to the show and you want to be entered in the contest for... Now that Washington has changed their laws, we are very fortunate in that we don't run into any issues with giving away wine. <laughs> we give away a lot of wine. Yeah. It's very we love it. But only if you show up. You have to show up and or you have to listen to the show and message us and let us know what the secret sponsor was for, for that show. So you can actually be entered four times a month, sometimes five, if you message us and let us know what the different secret sponsors were. So. Hey, what's our topic today? I even forgot. Topic wine oh, today? Or? Oh, topic is wine, but we're because of Rob, thankfully. Yeah. Um, we're also going to be talking about socially savvy banter and how to approach politics during this highly electric poli- political it is time. Electric. It's a little scary. I mean, we have a lot of things going on. Um, we have a uh, very intense feelings going on. We have a lot of very strong belief structures, mm-hmm. and I think it's important to touch base on how to socially maneuver through these waters because it's almost going to be like shark waters. You're going to be going to social events and people are going to get fired off. People are going to be very opinionated. Um, And, of course, the whole key to being socially savvy is making sure that people are comfortable with you. If if people get uncomfortable around you, then you've pretty much ruined your social experience. I agree. So um, we're going to chat a little bit about that. But with that, we're going to go ahead and start off with our socially savvy hints. Yes. Um, dealing with this politically charged time. And um, this is my little hint. If you want to post an opposing political opinion on a social media venue, this can be any one of them, post it on your own page and add your own comments. So, for instance, there was an example where um, somebody that I know saw on their newsfeed, we're going to use Facebook as an example, saw on their newsfeed that... Uh, something had popped up. It was a picture, and it had a quote on it. And they were very, um, let's say, I think charged is a very good word. They were very charged and, and had a very strong opinion about this. They went and on the news feed replied to this particular posting and on the opposite end of it, very much so, very different opinions, very different um, feelings. But it started on somebody else's page. So what I'm telling people is is if you see something like that and you have a very strong opinion, it is in opposition to the original posting person. My advice is copy it, paste it to your own, and then add your comments. Um, the reason for this is because when you're dealing with as uh, delicate a nature as the politics are going to be the next several months, if you want to be heard, if you want people to actually respect you, you're going to have to show respect to begin with. And a lot of people don't recognize or realize that showing respect sometimes means um, it, it, it's in your approach. And uh, Can I add something to that, though? Yes, please. Okay, if you're on, let's just use Facebook and Twitter. These are open forums. So mm-hmm. if somebody is going to share their view, this, yes. there's two things. They're They're either providing an influence or a controversy. Like they want to create some type of banter. 
if you are if you don't like what that person is posting and you choose to comment on that particular person's thing, it's all open. Well, I don't it, believe it, you I, should I would, not. Be I would able agree to. with that, but after what I experienced, and this is you know why we talk about these things yes. on socially savvy. After what we experienced this last week, the person who posted it, the other person had a very opposite yes. viewpoint was very logistic and brutal in their approach. And the other person was extremely offended and just let them have it. Now, I had both of these people come to me because I am, have relationships with both of them. And yes. they're like going, you know, I, I please hope that you understand. I was like, you know, you guys are grown adults. I Whatever you guys want to do, I'm, I'm okay with that. But them approaching me from that standpoint, I recognized that they were both concerned. If you're going to be a big boy and a big girl, Put your take big, the consequences. Yeah. So, so the only thing that I re- that I recommended <laughs> you know was is if you want, I don't think in this particular instance yeah. either person saw the side of the other one. Yeah. And if you are going to be passionate about your political stance, I and and you want to be heard, there are ways of doing it. And so one of the ways that I suggested was taking the picture, reposting it, posting your comments. If you that's passive aggressive. No, not passive aggressive. No, because if you want your opinion to be heard from your perspective without um the complication of what I would consider banter back and forth. Yeah. There there's a different way of approaching it. If if you I mean, I don't know how many yeah, times you've yeah. posted a Facebook message where all of a sudden they're talking about fish at the bottom and you were talking about um the, the Italian wine you yeah. had with your steak dinner. I mean, people are very easily dissuaded and moved off to another Squirrel. topic. Exactly. Squirrel. Oh, what was that? Um, so I, I think moving point. forward, yeah. you, we, you want to try to have some thought process if, if you want to be heard. No, I so you're saying to be heard, you should agree with the person or not say no, anything no. at all? No, 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 no. What I'm saying is, is if you're talking about a completely different point of view. Not to express it on their page. Um here's the thing Facebook page let, yeah. we're talking about a Facebook page remember if you go on somebody else's Facebook page it's it is almost identical to taking a spray paint can and, and doing it on their garage door uh-huh. yeah and I think a lot of people forget they think you know this is this is all you know fourth dimension fifth dimension to them it's it's not it's surreal but so many people identify so very closely with their Facebook page and that's why they become so um, too personally. Exactly. Well, not too personally, which they have a right to, but understanding how people think in their brains about their Facebook page, if you want to be in dialect with people and you want to talk to people and you want to be heard, you want to have a little bit of awareness of that nuance. And again, being socially savvy is making sure that people are comfortable. They don't have to agree with you. Okay. They don't have to like what you're saying. But you want to be people to be comfortable. Just to jump in there, when you post stuff on Facebook, and if you're looking for a job, you need to be very aware. So you do need to censor yourself if you're worried about not getting a job. Not all now, that's another point. Cool. Yeah, that's not another point. Not all employers point. will be like, oh, that's your opinion, that's your private life. Some people may be, if you say something that's against, I'll go, I'll, I'll throw it in. If they're, you say something that's against the church, and they go, oh, we don't like that, you're not going to get hired. You know, well, if you're if you're careful. you're that's a whole other show. If you're looking to get a job, I, honestly, I think right. you just need to keep your mouth shut. <laughs> I'm just saying, until you get the job these days, you just gotta be careful. So, but when it comes to friends and acquaintances yeah. and business, there, it, you are honestly walking a tightrope. Yeah. Well, you're influencing at all times, and that's exactly the, that's the point. You know, you're influencing at all times. 
Yes. So if you if you don't agree with that person, you can take the route of just unfriending them, or you can create you know your well, own point of view as when well. When you're doing a banter, um, my my hint is you set guidelines. Um, I have a friend who's very ultra conservative Republican, and I'm more yeah. center of a liberal. And we have guidelines. We sit and say, you know, don't make shit up. If yeah. you're going to talk, don't make don't don't yeah, you know, because I'm going to Google. I'm going to Google it. I'm, I'm like, gonna I want to make your sure ass. you're right. And if you give me some shit that's wrong, I'm like, listen, dude, I just spent thirty minutes thirty minutes proving that you did wrong. not do that right. Screw you. I don't want to argue with you more. I don't want anything you post. I'm going to talk about it. Yeah. Two, we set guidelines. So you know, like I said, my friend is ultra conservative, so we avoid topics like say, you know. Uh, abortion, you know, we stay away from that. You know, we talk about guidelines. Or another thing I said, don't so don't back your comments up with opinion blogs or opinion articles. They're not based on fact. They're opinions. If you want to sit there and say, you know, I don't know, Obama's going to do something with this. Okay, well, I'm going to give you something that you can prove, and it's not in Snoops. Yeah, exactly. You know, and that's well, and, and again, this is this, this is going to be a very charged time of life. This so is. I think you just this year especially. I think if you come at it from the approach that it's not so much whether or not you want to offend somebody or not, it's it's if you want to be heard, you're going to have to consider other people's feelings. That's that's all there is to it. If you don't want to be heard, if all you want to do is you want to be that person on that soapbox and you want to stand on that and you're going to shout as loud as you can. Then whoever chooses to listen is going to listen, but you're probably not going to get your point listened to. So, yeah. Okay, so Jason, mm. or, or, or no, I'm sorry, Vanessa. Oh, what's your socially savvy hint for this, or or have we already expressed? It? <laughs> <laughs> well, I think you know, anytime you're posting and influencing people, you have to realize that you get you know might get a controversy either way, you know, and that you need to be able to take it. Yes. And not complain about it but have what the facts you want to say or even feelings like well that's just how I feel because I've had this experience yeah you could even place it on that and create your own value around what you're doing so I think the hint is is you better be able to back it up if you're going to play the big boy role I, throw in a little I like that I mean, easy, uh, easy way to kind of get into a topic and you don't want to be if you sit there and say you know what those grapes are orange people are going to challenge you now, if you sit there yeah, you better you, know your color chart. But if you want to soften it up, here's a way to soften it up. I was told those grapes are orange. Yeah. It lessens the thing, so that way it leaves you room to be proven <laughs> that, wrong. But again, so if you're talking about something as basic like as a color chart, then you no, may you want to make sure. <laughs> it takes the defensive away because you sit there and say, you know, I was told that. You that, know. that That is actually, you know, and we're going to talk like a little bit more. I think passive aggressive. It just sounds like you're not owning it. Like, if you think it's orange, I think it's orange. I think it's red. Well, you know what? I think it's orange. So, all right. Okay, all right. so, well, so we're going to get like, into this a little bit later uh, on in the show, but, yeah. Jason, do you have a socially savvy Jason, hint? I'm giving you a hard time. You just you. covered it. Yeah, I did. You did. I was seeing set the guidelines and the guy wrote, when it's, it's politics specifically, and I deal with people who are very extremes, I don't have a problem talking about it, but set the guidelines because I will source it. I will make sure. And I love getting into it. It's like, you know, I'll use the famous one right now. Uh, Obama said, you didn't build that. That's not exactly what he meant. They take things out of context based on who the person is. So Sounds good. We're having Vino. We're going to have Vino. We're going to pour it here. And while we're going to be pouring it, um, Renessa's going to give us a little love advice on, on how to handle, you know, introductions. Or I'm not sure what she has in mind. <laughs> With her, I never know where it's going to go. <laughs> you know, you came back, back. to the love advice. 
You gotta okay. come down. If you're not here, you're missing out See, on. See, this good was very morning. specifically broken up because we knew we were gonna get charged with this conversation. So between the wine tasting and the love advice, I think it mellows it out nicely. Yes. So yes. you should tell us what we're drinking. Go ahead. Okay, so my love advice is to date yourself. Like really oh. understand like, like, what, what it feels are. like to take yourself out on a date oh. and oh. to be an experience of dating yourself with everything you're doing. Oh my God! Okay, I so, am actually loving this. Yes. Yeah, so, this like, if cool. I'm gonna go to the grocery store, I have a date with the grocery store. Like, who am I gonna meet? Who am I gonna talk to? How am I gonna feel? What am I gonna wear? How who am I gonna I? engage? Yeah. Most people don't even go from the hellos to the eye contact to actually meeting somebody at the grocery store. Wow. So, I mean, this is even at Starbucks. Go on a date with Starbucks. Like, your locations are your dates. Well, and I have to inter inter yeah great here because. I've had several occasions where I've been counseling with people and we'll talk about, um, they'll talk about, well, they don't understand me in long-term relationships yeah. and, you know, they're not getting where I'm coming from. And so I'll stop them and I'll go, okay, so tell me what is it you want? And they'll go, well, I don't know. Yes. My first comment to them is, then how can that person know how to serve you? Yes. How can that person know what they can do for you if you don't know? Yes. So I think you make a great point. Know what you want. Yes. Know who you are. And experience dating yourself. And, 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 and I went into all levels of dating yourself. We won't go into all levels of I dating yourself. But in just a <laughs> sense of just feeling like what it's like to meet other people, what do they feel the first time they meet you? You know, what's it feel like? What is Terror? your comfortability level? Yeah. <laughs> What's <laughs> I can't even imagine what it would be like for meeting me because I don't even know. You're a warm person. I don't even I know how to right identify now, the myself. First, the first thing that, you know, when people meet you, I know when I met you the first time, you're very warm and welcoming. You know, you come across Aww. non-judgmental. You want to hear, you want to listen. And that's good to know that's your presence that you're putting out there that you're going to receive that back. Are you putting that with strangers? When you go and meet people that don't know you, obviously being you work at Nordstrom, so. you're like the top-notch woman Ooh, there. Ooh, you use the word. Yes. <laughs> I'm not top-notch. I'm yes. one of a few who love their job. There you go. There we go. So date yourself. I love that. Yes. Okay, so before we get into the very charged conversation for tonight, which just for all of you who are listening tonight, this is going to go over an hour. It was just never going to only be an hour. So when we get to the end of the hour, it will go into an automatic recording. So you can go back and listen to this show and listen to all the nuances because the after show is always much more charged and a whole hell of a lot more fun. So <laughs> um, we have another guest here. She's going to introduce our, herself and tell us a little bit about this wine that we're going to drink here. Hi. Hello. How are you? I am great. It has been lovely to meet you today. It's and been nice to meet you too. I walked in and I didn't know who to expect and what was going to be here. I thought, you know, I think wine tasting, five or six wines. There's 30. <laughs> 30? Yeah, well, it seemed like it. Okay, maybe. 40. Oh, I was going to say, there were a lot of wines. There's and great wines here tonight. So tell us a little bit about your affiliation and what we're tasting here tonight. Well, we're going to taste right now a wine called Olilo by uh, winemaker Ricardo Baracchi uh, in Tuscany, near, very near to uh, my home. Uh, I do food and wine tours and nice. bought a home in Tuscany about oh. three years ago. So when I go to Italy, I want to talk to you. Okay, good. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and this wine is, uh, he, they live very near to where I live, and this wine is, what I love about Italy is the tradition the oh, country yes. has its problems, but the, the tradition. So does um, every country. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it's true. 
but the traditions in Italy are wonderful down to how they speak to you. Olilo, the name of this mm -hmm. wine, for example, is a term of endearment. When you see someone, you say, oh, Lilo, or oh, Caramia, or... I know Caramia, so this Caramia, would be, okay. Caramia, come stai, how are you? Oh, Lilo. Oh, Lilo. And so I like he it. named this I like wine, that. Oh, Lilo. I do, too. And this is one a wine that we exclusively carry in here with Ambrosia wines. Wow. And it's a 25% Merlot, 25% uh, Sangiovese, 25%... Cabernet Sauvignon and 25% Syrah. It's a wow. wonderful blend. Wow. It is. It, it, isn't it fabulous? It, it, it's easy it to drink. We're so flavorful. used to drinking Washington wines, which we're very, very proud of, but to be oh, absolutely. exposed too. to Italian wines, and I think a lot of people don't understand it's in the nuances. And how long have they been, do you know how long they've been making they've these been wines? They've been making wine for, uh, for a long time. Generation. Exactly. Okay. Yes. So the 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 estate was uh, in Ricardo Baracchi's family, and wow. it's now become a Relais Chateau. In fact, number oh. six Relais Chateau in Europe, according to Travel and Leisure, several years ago. But you know, as beautiful and as wonderful as it is underneath, are still the wonderful traditions of Tuscany. Oh, yes. I love it. And uh, it's beautiful to the label. And his wife, Sylvia, does a fabulous job um, uh, making the, 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 designing the labels, designing the hotel rooms, designing everything. It's really a wonderful place you to visit. Do you know what's behind the label? Uh, it's a falcon. And the name of the estate is called Il Falconiere. Ah, and nice. Il Falconiere is falcon. And he happens to have a falcon that he likes to nice. carry around on his arm. Wow. And, of course... It's a little bit difficult to pour wine when you have a falcon on your arm. So, so he has somebody helping him. <laughs> <laughs> now, you come at this from a, a completely different point of view, not from necessarily the wine, but from the travel industry exactly. side of things. And so tell us a little bit about what it is that you do and how it, for, for people who are looking for an, a, um, an enhanced wine experience when they're traveling abroad. Well, you know, can you wine, wine has a big part of the travel. Um, it's not all wine. It's food and wine pairing. It's some culture. Uh, I remember a friend said to me about 10 years ago, he said, wine enriches the life. And I thought, how does wine enrich your life? But I've come to discover that yeah, wine really does enrich your life in the experiences you have, Almost the definitely. people you meet, it's a the very food social. you eat, yes. the traditions of Italy. Mm -hmm. Well, wine goes back to the beginning of time. Oh, of course. Yeah. And, and for them, it's, it's as natural as, as now, water. But. Yeah, exactly. No, I don't think it was as good. I, I would challenge. I would I agree with you. <laughs> well, if you're going to Italy, you can, uh, you can um, visit these estates with Ambrosia Wines and the Enthusiastic Traveler, my company. And we do food and wine tours. We do one-day tours. We do cooking classes. We do bicycle tours. Oh, how bicycle exciting! Bicycle tours, I we don't do actually. No, but but now that you've mentioned it, she might think about it. Uh, exactly. <laughs> our so, goal, our goal is to um, reinvigorate you and maybe change the way you approach life. I love it. So if we had some listeners who were looking at going to Italy, how would they get a hold of you? Uh, they would uh, go to www.theenthusiastictraveler.com. 
I and love they it. Could find me. Well, and hopefully we can get you the link a uh, link your your place on Facebook on okay, social media. Okay, fantastic! I love it. Fast, fantastic. Well, thank you so we much for saying that. We should find an event to Italy. Like, oh, seriously. are you kidding? I, we were talking about this. I know. Savvy tour of Italy. I work for that. an Italian cosmetic really line. Savvy tour with like a bunch of our listeners. Yep. This next year, that is one of the the things that we are looking at doing because being social is not just a. Where you know in your little city it could be a cultural. Oh. And I could outdoor. totally we can see about getting some sponsors as well to see about like what's it like to date in Italy. Oh, that's where you come in. <laughs> I want to know. I can help you with that. Okay. I love that. Now that's what we should be talking about. <laughs> that's a whole. Nother that's hour. a whole other show. Yes. Well, thank you so much for thank introducing you. Thank us. You for having and me. I look forward. We're gonna yes. we're gonna try to come up with some fun things and have oh, you back. Oh, good. Enthusiastic, thank you. Be enthusiastic, enthusiastic traveler. You know what I found out? Awesome. You know thank what I found you. out? Thank you for coming. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thanks. What? what I found out? What? Wine doesn't make you fat. It makes you lean. It does. Red wine weight. actually helps women lose weight. Well. I wine helps say. you lose weight? No, red no, no. Hold on. No, you missed there, the There's some statistics that show Wait. that red wine does help women lose weight. Renessa, I was saying, wine doesn't make you fat. It makes you lean. Lean on chairs, tables, <laughs> walls. Sorry, I'm just kidding. No, I love wine. Wine is good for you. And I actually, I, I've been working out also by drinking wine, but not while I'm working out. But I, I want to prove to people that it's like you don't have to give up alcohol to lose weight. Okay, so, you know, I'm going to divert just a little bit before we wine get into the very serious. Help you yes. lose weight. Before right I get there, into the very serious to topic right of tonight. Um, there we go. And, and nobody filled my glass. Like, I, I, so the bubbly I know. is so good. The bubbly is so good. And we actually have um, oh, one of our other phone. sponsors have brought some stuff that we'll talk about a little bit later. But um, here's the thing I want to tell everybody. I've learned a couple of things about wine, beverages, and drinking and working out. Uh, number one, I was on Watchers, which I still bounce back to off and on because I happen to love food and wine more than I love discipline. Uh, Watchers is <laughs> Everything with points, and so I would wake up in the morning, decide how many glasses of wine I wanted, and then I would eat the rest of my points after I factored in my wine. So that's called prioritizing. Yeah. That's good. <laughs> Number two, there was some t- some statistics that came up that red wine actually does help women, particularly in losing weight. Of yep. course, it's you know all in how much you're drinking. But uh, my son, who is in college, and um, he's an avid athlete. He's going through numerous different trainings, educating himself to the extreme. And he's very handsome. Yes. I think he's pretty good looking. But he made a good point. I came to him one day asking my off-the-wall question. He was laughing at me. It was a Sunday. I says, well, can I have my mimosa before I work out, or do I need to you know, wait and then drink afterwards? This is something I didn't know and didn't realize. If you're going to drink, drink before your workout. Yep. Really? Because I could not imagine me running on the treadmill. Here's the thing. Here's (laughs) the thing is when you work out, those couple of hours afterward, whatever you feed your body, your muscles take in. Yes. So the last thing you want your muscles taking in is the breakdown of alcohol. So just just a little note. So I had my mimosa that Sunday and then worked out about four. How was your workout endurance from that? Was it good? Um, I've been drinking wine for a really long time, so I will drink at night and then turn around at 8 o'clock in the morning and go run and literally run it out of my system. The thing that I tell people is you have to realize that alcohol does have an effect on your body. You are going to be more sluggish. You are going to be slower to go. But once you get going, once you get going, if you've trained your body, 
I've been told that when I work out and I do these in, I do these insanity things and I work out with other people like in the morning, or we'll work out and at the end of the day they're like, dude, are you drinking wine? It's like, no, I had wine last night. That was last night. Yeah, pores. you can smell it. You know, you can. Smell Just a it. quick thing: pop chips, socially savvy favorite, delicious, all natural, healthier than pop chips. When they said it couldn't be done, they raised the snack bar. Thanks to magic of popping, they found a way to pop all the flavor, which I really love, by the way. Thank uh, guacamole you. Guacamole and, and, and jalapeno pop chips. Just gotta say that. All flavor of keeping the fake stuff and more than half the fat of fried chips out. With tin flavors, there is something for everyone. Find them at a grocery store near you. So we're kind of running. We love through. our we love our I like sponsors. I really we do. you know, and we um, think Thin is a brand new sponsor of us. They um, yeah. brought in, you would not believe, the people who get swag bags today, they're not getting one bar. They're not getting two bars. They're getting to try three bars. What? So Think Thin oh. went way out of their way to um, make our swag bags fabulous. I you know, was introduced to them with um, an event that I went to in Seattle where one of the girls from Sex in the City, Miranda, yes. it was the cancer one that she was a part mm-hmm. of. And so I was introduced through there in Fabulous company, really excited to have them as a sponsor, and uh, we want to give them some kudos. So we have about four minutes left of the show. We're going to touch base on our topic, uh, but the first thing I want to do is, because the after show is going to be very charged, we're going to thank our sponsors here real quick. Um, wines. Thank you. Tonight we want to thank our sponsors, of course, um, Gunnar Nordstrom's World mm-hmm. Wines at Home, Spazzles and Redmond, Vault Denim, Girly Girl Wines, Coffee Meat, Daniel's Broiler, Daniel. Product Candy, Think Thin Bars, Sweet Talk Wipes, Bellevue Nordstrom Cosmetics, Go Girl Energy Drinks, Pop Chips, and House Wine. So we are very, very fortunate in some of the relationships that we've built and um, yes. some of the companies, the national mm-hmm. companies that are supporting us. We're really excited about that. Um, for all of our socially savvy fans, be sure to like us on our Facebook page to be entered into our drawings for prizes and uh, from our secret sponsors and all kinds of fun little things. We're looking at putting something together where if you would like to be a co-host of the show, yes. there's going to be a contest this next month for that. So um, we announced at the beginning of the month who our winners are. So good luck and go to Facebook.com socially savvy to be inter- yes. entered into those drawings. All right. So. Well, Touch base real quick here before that we go off live. Uh, yes. Events this week, there's only one event that counts. Seafair, baby! Seafair! We just finished the Torchlight Parade, and yes. we are going into a week filled with fun. Pretty much Drunk every people club. everywhere. Drunk people everywhere, but pretty much, you know, if you like pirates, if you like fun, if you want to appreciate, this is the one thing that I do want to point out. You um, see some of your naval officers, some of your military walking around. Take a moment and stop and thank them yes. for for putting their life on the line, even if it's behind a computer. I start crying every time. Even if it's behind a computer because they protect our right to have the opinion to blabble whenever we want to. I I become so sensitive, so yes, definitely. My brother-in-law has uh, toured twice in Afghanistan. I have another brother going in the Air Force, another one in Army. I have a son who is now looking at that. His godfather was an ex-Special Forces. He's done amazing things. And I have a son who is now looking at the military. And as terrifying as that is, I'm just as proud. That's yeah. So um, if you happen to see somebody in in uniform this next week, take a moment and look at them and look them in the eye and genuinely thank them for their service because they afford you every freedom that you have today. Yes. That's good. You're going to make me cry. I know. I'm going to cry Okay, now. <laughs> let's go back to the wine. Okay. <laughs> we're going to introduce our topic and um, combine our chat for the art of socially savvy banter. 
and um, how to approach politics during this highly electrically charged political time. Um, what is socially savvy banter? Well, by definition, banter is the playful and friendly exchange of teasing remarks or the verb talk or exchange remarks in a good-humored, teasing way. Teasing way. I feel like if you're going to be going into a very ultra-sensitive um, time where you know that people are very have very strong emotions. They have a people really honestly feel like they have a lot on the line it's these next personal. few months. It's this is not just personal. This is personal for their children's future. This is personal yes. for their business future. This is how their children are going to be educated. This is how they're going to yep. be perceived as a culture in the world. We are And are, they're all wrong. They're yeah, right. <laughs> this, this, oh, I'm so going to kill you. Um, this is a time where I think we really need to utilize humor and I think banter mm-hmm. as a way to kind of bridge some of those gaps. And socially savvy banter, in, in my opinion, is just a way to kind of be that person, not necessarily mediate, but to help people to hear everybody else around them. Uh, so one of yep. the things that I brought up with, and Jason, you're ruining my notes. Um, using banter to approach politically political topics help keep everyone's very serious conversations a bit lighter. Mm-hmm. Um, you can take the feel of a group um, and and help them to make good decisions in communicating versus bad decisions in your lighthearted approach. Uh, and also, you can use it to kind of dissuade when things start to get out of control because these the, this next few months things will get out of control. It will definitely so guarantee it. If you're going to be, it already social, is on Facebook. It very oh, much yeah. is, but and definitely. we haven't even started to see it in the actual one-on-one social because people have not. We're not close enough. I think we get close to that sixty days. You're going to be in at, Seattle. I don't know. We're passive aggressive. Go to New York. Go to somewhere no, else. Even though in Seattle, Seattle we're going to see it too. Strong. We're really? going to see it too. Seattle but, likes to pretend be like they're a very liberal town, but they're really conservative. We like to pretend a lot of things here, but um, here here's my. Remember that everyone is there to be social when you're at any event, and anything you do to spoil the feeling, whether intentional or not, is not acceptable. So if you're going to do something and you're going to say something and you realize that somebody has taken offense, the first thing you need to do is make your apologies. If you've been in any multi-level or any kind of business training, any kind of um, training where it's about being a better person, the first thing they will tell you is if somebody's offended and you want to maintain the integrity of the relationship, the first thing you do is apologize. Whether or not you believe you're wrong has nothing to do with it. It has more to do with enabling people to have the grace to calm down and hear your point of view. And, again, coming back to a point where you're socially savvy, where people are comfortable with you. Okay, so my question is, is if somebody decides they want to share their point of view, and I disagree with their point of view, should I say something? Um, if you disagree with their point of view and you're in a social setting, the best thing for you to do is, you know what, I would love to talk with you more about this. Let's do lunch this next week. Don't, I don't want to say that you use the word don't, but I would say use caution when you're out publicly at a social setting because you don't want to be the one that all everybody talks about is going, oh, they ruined that event because they went off on their soapbox. Yes. And this is where we're going to be for the next several months is people are going to have such strong opinions and going to be pointing the finger and everybody has got an idea of what they think is real. 
um, Gunner, which I absolutely adore him, he was looking at, for, for instance, a political advertisement that had been sent to him, and the fr- first part of it that he saw, it was, oh, it was a very positive thing, and on the backside, it completely slammed the other person, and he was offended. But the first thing was more of a positive. So you have to understand that as we go through this, there's not going to be a right way to deal with it. The right way to deal with it is to try to be as understanding, compassionate, and recognize that we each come from a different walk of life and our experiences have brought us to what we believe politically right or wrong. So I would, the, the thing that I challenge everybody is stay away from phrases like, if you believe that you're stupid or a moron or your uneducated response. I have seen the term uneducated in response to more political things in the last two weeks than I can even care to reply on. And I think that's a really bad assumption. I think we need to assume that people are educated, that they, they have some basis in what they're saying, and instead of attacking them, understand that they have a different point of view. Their life has come to them from a different perspective. Yeah. And while you may not agree in any way, shape, or form and actually be very avidly against it, calling them stupid, calling them a moron, calling them an idiot, calling them uneducated, calling them, start looking at racist calling them a spit, calling them a nigger, calling them oh anything. My gosh. <laughs> But what I'm saying is, is utilizing those words to to try to create a power position, you are going to lose all power. You're going to lose the ability for you to be here hurt. And I think we need to gravitate away from what our politicians are doing by slamming each other. And we as a people, as a culture, need to educate our politicians that there is a way to talk about politics. There is a way to talk about our differences. And it does not include degrading the person in front of us. That's the mudslinging of politics you have today, and that's the thing that I find because I look at them like they're idiots. Yeah, yeah. and that's where I use the term idiot. Again, they 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 uh, taunt me with learning politics, and I wasn't really big into politics until like about a year or so ago. It's kind of like you know, don't do that to me. If we're gonna have a conversation, let's just be real. You could be wrong, I could be wrong. Let's have a conversation. And when you lay those guidelines, there are people very strong, yeah. which we're even right now just on Facebook we're oh, going yeah. back and forth. This show like, is going to get so much backlash. Don't do that. <laughs> I mean, you know, and I ain't have my view, you have your view, but if you can be real about it, then we can have a conversation because that's what makes America. And that's the thing that they lose sight of is that it's not your America. It's not my America. It's, it's our ours. America. And they lose sight of that. It's like, oh, well, it's my religion. My religion says this. Well, what about that part of Deuteronomy? Do we take care of that? Well, what about Leviticus? Do we take care of that? No, it's our religion. Yeah. And they don't get that. And sometimes people, you know, they have to be middle of the ground. And I, re- I view the political system today, yes, you can be a Republican, yes, you can be a liberal, but it's actually a game. It's a business. There are people who are in business, that's their job is to... Um, Elicit you know, response. Yes. They want to do that. They're going to sit there and engage it. Like, you know, when you know Obama had that gap, he said, it's not, he didn't do that. And then the same thing, you know, the Romney gate or Romney shambles and all that. It's like there are people who are instantly like, okay, he said fart. He, he likes farts. That's it. He loves farts. That's it. He's all about farts. Let me tweet that. I'm going to post it on my Facebook. I'm going to blog it and all that. It's a game, you know, and you, if you stay in the middle and you really express your views, but a lot of people that don't, they think that your view is wrong because it's my America, not yours. Well, 
And, and again, one of the first things is you really want to understand what our culture is about. Number one, our culture is about a lot of negative and a lot of drama. So if you and want this to be, is a lot of drama. And this is a lot of drama. And so if this you, is not stimulating at all. No, it, we're, we're not. <laughs> The joke of it is the whole Bart Simpson thought process. I mean, our culture has built us to a point where now the smallest thing can spiral us off. If you want to be taken seriously, one of my, my the best advice I've ever given people is don't ever respond the way people think you're going to. You maintain control. You maintain, if, if it's important to you, you can maintain the upper hand. Yes. And maintaining the upper hand isn't necessarily about control. It's more about um, maintaining a presence. And plus, too, if you're really wanting to share your opinion, you know, I think it's based on building a relationship. I know if I need yeah. to know somebody versus them just giving me their opinion, I'm going to different. I'm going to listen differently. You make a good point. If if somebody wants to be heard, and yeah. this is the first thing I say to people: if you want to be heard, shut up and listen. Yeah. If you want to be heard. Yes. So. This is good. This is going to be interesting. Yes, we're going to be going into a lot of good stuff. I think next week we should each get a Facebook posting that pisses us off. Oh, I love that. And, and talk about why it pisses us off. Yeah. Like, you know, something, yeah, and be like, you know, I saw on Facebook this and that. And we, you know, we don't have to, like, blast out that person's name unless we choose to. And I don't believe in blasting people's names. Okay, so we won't. No, I don't do that. Yeah. No, look at her, Vanessa. She's like, I'm all ready to call him. <laughs> I'll call him out. No, because I like to sit there and say, I'm gonna, I like to give people the benefit of the doubt because That's, I want to be the better person, even well, though I, they did it specifically. I won't say that. Guy's I don't name. think I don't think people always recognize um, the ripple effect. Okay, let's just we won't call out their names out of confidentiality of integrity. I like that very much. Okay, yeah. um, but we will use examples. I like it. Okay. And with that said, we're going to use the next example of wine tasting because there is nothing like wine to bring people together. It's very true. And Rob's here. What are we uh, going to taste next? So before we taste, I, I just want to say, I think, you know, if you can enter into a conversation with someone you disagree with, mm-hmm. with the goal of learning that something, they feel better about themselves, but you feel heard. Heard. Not heard. 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 Yeah, you know, I, I like that. You know, I because, like that. Because oftentimes people walk away from a conversation feeling like our silence is assent. Yeah. yeah. And to be able to say, you know, I really appreciate your perspective. Yes. And you've given me lots of things to think about. Try to learn something you know, from from somebody who has an opposing opinion. Try to learn something. Yes. And, and I think in every I like one of those. thanking them, just to like for acknowledging them. Just acknowledge I them like for that. what they shared. Yeah. Thank them for giving them input. Yeah, is there a piece of what you've said that I can affirm you for? Yeah, I love that. that. One thing that my my friend is there Chris a piece not, that you said that what that I can affirm you for? Person said that I can affirm them for. Yes, you know, because a lot of times we inter- we hear this whole diatribe of information and we're not quite sure how to respond because mm-hmm. overwhelmingly we're oppositional. But I like that, in that because context of that they're going to say something that I go, oh, that was a very good point. You know, I like that because this culture, one of the things that we are missing is. The reason we are so outspoken, the reason that we are raging at the top of our lungs or crying or whatever emotion we're feeling is because we are crying to be heard. Yes. And in this culture, it's more about everybody is about their rights. I think my rights. Now, if we start recognizing other people's rights, now you have a symbiotic relationship and you actually start to get heard. 
I think we went to a generation where people were afraid to offend the other person's feelings, and now we're kind of like, no. That was you know a politically what? correct crap that's now gone. I'm we just want, saying. We want to talk about it. It's like it's, it's a banter that we have that sit there and say, you know what? I don't wholeheartedly agree with what you have to say, but I like some of your points. And remember, banter adds humor. Yes, it does. And, and some of our friends, when we get into politics, you know, uh, my wife and our other good friend who's a very strong Republican, they met talking about politics, and but we're all good, good friends. I mean, we don't always argue. I don't like even know if you know what our standing is, now that I think about it, as a couple. I, don't I think you, you're, you're, aren't you like more closer Republican? We are. Not, yeah. But I just find it interesting because you, you're like, aren't you more, which... I take that as a compliment because it means I haven't stood on a soapbox and you're not like... No, Ooh. I don't think we ever have. I mean, because, but we share common values that keep us going forward and we have our views on the side that kind of guide us who we are. That's what I like to say. We yep. want to, we want, here's our basics that I see. We want, I think this is general, we want to raise a good environment for our children. We want to have a We need job. to set an example of what we want their future right. to be like so they know how to be better than we yes, are. Yes, we have a clean house. I would we agree. Work, we have a work ethic. We work at work the job ethic. we oh do. Oh, my God. <laughs> we, you know, we enjoy our friends. We tell the truth. Now, that isn't a, a left side. That isn't a right side. That's just a human side. A fact. You know, and then when we start talking about a little bit on the left, that's when we start talking about whether, you know, on a different topic. Oh, that, you know, where Merlot, I think, is better than Malbec. But, well, um, here to wrap up the whole political side of things, here's what I want to put out there. There are so many viewpoints, and most people's viewpoints come from what their life experiences are. Yes. If you use words like idiot, stupid, moron, the reason you're it's not going to be hurt, hurt. well, the, no, not uh, most people don't use it to hurt. They just are, from their point of view, they're looking at it, this does not make sense to them. If you can recognize that people have a particular political belief structure because of the way they've been raised and their life experiences, mm-hmm. Then from that knowledge, you can learn to communicate with ah, them Okay. if you truly want to be heard and you truly feel like they would benefit from changing their point of view, then you have to be educated in your approach. If It's, it's like any, I'm going to use an extreme, Hitler. Mm-hmm. Okay. Hitler didn't get to where he was overnight. by overnight by... Um, putting everyone down, he built in people's minds a certain thought process, and when he got to a certain point, then he was able to say whatever he wanted. Mm -hmm. Our culture has been so dead set on saying whatever they want and damn the consequences that now nobody is being heard. It's the same thing. They used it backwards, too. They sit yeah. there, you know, against our current president and says and say, oh, well, look, you know, he's he said we're moving forward. Well, moving forward, Mussolini said that in the World War, and Mussolini is this. Yeah. I'm like, where do you draw the connection on that? Uh, people, uh, people are very random. And so what you have to understand is make the assumption that people's political thought processes come from accumulation of what their past was and yes. what their lifestyle was. If you want to have banter with them and want to have a difference of an opinion, it's how you approach it. Be respectful, be kind, listen, and if you do want to have one of those very intense conversations, suggest a different location other than a public venue to do that. And the other thing is that you do not have to, you could be acquaintances, but you do not have to be friends. You don't have to be best friends with everybody. You know, totally agree with that. 
Okay, hey, next wait, wine. Wait, quickly. <laughs> I just want to tell you. I want wine. She wants wine, so Rob will pour this us some so wine. This is so deep. I'm serious. I talk about sex and dating and relationships and romance and I orgasms. I knew this one was going to be I mean, tricky. I don't I'll get I'll talk about this. an orgasm yeah, before I don't. Oh I mean, God. you Democrat or not, you still want to be satisfied. Like, oh, hell yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is not my this. lingo. Like, we, if somebody like, I believe in this, that's great. How's your sex life? Like, Really? No, no, we actually, we'll talk about sex, because i got my view on a lot of things of why people might, might have an affair. But before I do that, I just want to thank again, Grape Adventure. Thank you for the, the bruschetta where she goes. Well, it and goes we really also, well with the, with the wine that we're having here. It goes wonderfully with the wine. And yes. we had a few other sponsors pop in. And um, Sweet Lounge brought yes. over a new appetizer that they have introduced. Which, ceviche with, with the ceviche, ceviche, yes. And and um, the tuna, the tuna, tuna with the uh, with rolls. Which I haven't been able to try tuna. yet, but well, they we were so fabulous. They're our after spot sponsor, so we're going to be going over there and socializing there for a little bit. But um, Sweet Lounge, we want to thank you for being a sponsor and bringing over some goodies to go with this fabulous Italian wine, as well as they brought a bottle of champagne over to help us celebrate. Um, our ability to be able to talk freely in this country. So, thank you We're so much. We're Gunner very nicely. I know he's bringing over. Would you mind bringing her over some nice tuna? The food is really good here. The I food is it. delicious. Definitely. I'm having the tuna those right now, and it is again, good. You guys are missing out. And I post this all the time, and people said, "Oh, we would have been there." And I'm like, I'm telling you, the wine tonight was I out. This is standing. I'm gonna tell friends. Okay, so when I do a trade tasting. Thank you, Gunnar. Can I, I use? It. See, this is where it, it, oh, the only one. And I'm going to relate. Here's here's wait, one of the wait. things I can relate to why okay, people right. would use the word stupid. What? You're stupid for not coming oh, once in yes. a while. But that is insulting, and so I wouldn't want to say that. But if you're going to beat yourself up, so here's, your here's an insider trick, <laughs> uh, trade thing is like when I do trading, we do tasting, enjoy the wines, and normally the con- most consumers, that means you guys listening, don't get to taste them. And Bob has allowed Rob has allowed us. He's got Bob on to, the mind. I know I got Bob on the mind. Has allowed us to taste these wines that you wouldn't normally have in the open public unless you went to a tasting. And I want to thank him very much because these are very delicious, very yummy, good high quality wines, all coming from small wineries. Fabulous introduction from Italy. So he's going to tell us about this next one, and he's yes. also going to tell us where we can find him. Well, he's a distributor. So well, he the, the the great point is, if you like one of these wines, you know, go into Pete's or anywhere and say, "Do you have?" You can okay, ask I love me, Rossi that. I love from that. Nero Nar- 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 You can Bra- ask me, and I'll get it for you. I was gonna say there we've go. got a couple we met of up you today. Guys. We got met up today, yep. so I will be calling yep. him. I'm telling you. I love it. So, so tell us a little uh, bit about this one. Well, I have to wander aimlessly for a minute because I was thinking about how. Um, oh, the, that's delicious. The economy in Brazil. <laughs> is, is this is that random? No, no. I, I have a lot of Brazilian friends. I love that. We were yeah. just watching the Brazilians on the we were Olympics. We were talking today. about the economy in Brazil a couple of weeks ago, and that the basis for the recovery of the economy in Brazil has been generally agreed that it was a small group of 20-somethings that decided to talk positive about the government and about their economy. Yeah. Rather than just, you know, the bad press and so on. That's brilliant. Yeah. You know, when you say, you know, 90-plus percent of the people in Washington have jobs. Well, that's a that's a good thing. Yeah, you know, I've asked that too. You always sit there and say, "Oh, we're eight percent unemployed." What happened to the ninety-two percent that are actually are employed? Does Does yeah. everybody here understand that ten percent of the population is unemployable? No. That is that is a human 
As long as humans are being on this earth, that is a statistic. 10% of the population is unemployable. All right, so not so, to lose my train of thought here, because we, you know, because I'm pouring focus, this wine. Yeah, yeah focus. wine is about wine here. <laughs> so, you know, we have a, 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 an opportunity to continue to celebrate our history as yes. well as to anticipate our future. And I love that. celebrating our history in places like Sicily is about embracing part of your past. And so oftentimes we turn away from it. You know, um, I had a son just graduate from Renton High School a couple of years ago. I graduated from Renton High School. My mom graduated from Renton High School. My grandmother graduated oh, wow. from Renton High School. And, you know, we can ignore those things and walk away from them, or we can embrace them as a rich part yeah. of our heritage. Mm-hmm. And I can relate. I was a third-generation ballad graduate. This, uh, wow. <laughs> this wine from Sicily goes back to uh, a history of the time when Sicily was known to be a poorer part of the area. And they couldn't afford oak barrels. Wow. So they used chestnut. This, these days you you think Sicily, you don't you would never think impoverished. Yeah. So th- this particular wine is aged in chestnut barrels as opposed Smells to oak divine. barrels. So it kind of goes it harkens back to the history of that region. I love this. Yeah, celebrating rather than rejecting, you know, celebrating the history. I think that is a great I think that's a great point of view, especially with what we were talking about with the whole political aspect of things. I think we do need to go back to celebrating the fundamentals of who we are and and not just anticipating but um encouraging people to do the same thing. Encourage the do. positive. Encourage uh, if you have an opinion, there is a positive way of of stating it, of viewing it. The whole Bart Simpson and negative and this whole reality TV show thing, I think, is coming to an end fast because people are getting tired of the Kardashians. Who really cares about the Kardashians? You know, that's the truth. I I am going to put it out there. I'm sorry. I want to know, like, I made dinner last night for friends, uh, the new baby and all that, and our neighbor is vegetarian. So I made vegetarian food for him. And people are like, oh, you went out of your way. I'm like, no, you're a friend of mine. I want to That's show not going you. out of your I way. That's an appreciation. You. Yes. I don't care about the Kardashian or I, I still don't know what she's famous for, but still. It's her big. Her, it's her butt. But, you but know. one of the things that, um, like today, there's a, a lovely woman here who is going to be, and I'm going to put this two words. She's probably going to kill me, but she is going to be submitting to The Voice. And one of the things that I love about The Voice is their positive interaction, how they uplift, they encourage, they educate um, from the point of view of a show that was created on a live type of scenario. Um, I love what they're doing, and I love that she's going to be submitting to The Voice. So we are putting it out there that we're going to be supporting her. We're very excited for her. Woohoo! Um, as it goes, we're going to be following her. But these are the types of things, I think, as a culture that we need to reach out to some of these producers at Facebook. Go go to their Facebook pages and go, I love what you're doing. I love your positive outlook. And those people, the, the ones who are doing that negative and pitting people against each other, here's my advice. Don't say a word. A squeaky wheel gets heard. And so they're so used to being able, well, let's, let's just squeak some more so more people will talk. Stop talking about them. Don't even like they don't even exist. You want to change your culture. You want to change your perception. Stop acknowledging the negative. Yes. Love it. Definitely. Yeah, I'm on a little soapbox, aren't I? Yes, you are. <laughs> this good. That uh, Rob's got some. I've been to a lot of trade tastings. I've never been to a this trade one tasting rocks. where his spit bucket. 
It's a empty. Sand bucket. Oh, well, it's empty <laughs> and it's a sand bucket. I think that's really flipping cool. I love it. It's it is a bucket. A bucket it's but a it's bucket. A thing. Okay, well, we're going to start winding down here. Yeah. The only thing that we haven't touched base on is our socially acceptable and unacceptable because, well, you know, oh, blunt goodness. works. Are you ready? Um, we get straight to the point on this. The hint gives you that introduction. It's very socially savvy. It's acceptable. People don't get their feelings hurt. Blunt socially works. acceptable and unacceptable. If your feelings get hurt, well, that's your problem. <laughs> so, on the socially acceptable, it is socially acceptable to have a dramatically different opinion and yes. voice it. Just make sure your delivery does not include any verbs or adjectives that put down or belittle the people you are speaking with. F B N. You can voice a view without C. belittling others. Yes. This is one of the things I think a lot of people forget. If you have a view that is different than somebody else's, you don't have to belittle them. It's terms like, this is how I feel. This is what my life experiences have shown me. This is what I have seen. Those are all ways that you can give your opinion drastically different from somebody else's without offending them. And my t- oh, go, go ahead. No, no, no. <laughs> my socially acceptable tip to add on to that, you do not have to waste your time trying to convince them otherwise. Oh, I love yes, that. Good point. So, like, I you. meet people that say, I don't believe in gay marriage. I don't believe in this. Like, I'm not even going to waste my time. <laughs> one of our listeners just turned and did a full 360 whip head on that one. <laughs> what? Yeah. I'm not going to waste what? my time trying to convince you otherwise. No, and like, that's, that's a good your stance? Yeah. Great. Let's move on. Well, I, yeah. I disagree with you. I don't, I'm not even going to say that. Here, here's I'm the bottom line. not going to waste my time. We would never correct somebody with the type of toilet paper they're wiping with. Yeah. So why would you think that you I mean, need to correct That's your stance. Now, exactly. I can choose after that point whether I want to engage, continue a friendship with yeah. you, make you an acquaintance. I like that. But I don't have to, I have to choose to waste my time or not. It's Love also it. socially acceptable to sit there and say, and call them out and say, whoa, 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 you went too far on that. Stop. Yeah. Oh, I That's love that. Thank you. Because you can, you can, I mean, we're in a debate and I get that. Especially if you're hurting somebody's feelings. Like yes. you're aware, like this is a perfect example. You're aware of somebody who might be offended by that. You're, yeah, you're like, like you need to stop oh, right oh, now. That's too far. Don't go that. I mean, I have this, I, I say this all the time. Don't go that far. Just stay in the center. I mean, okay, uh, I'm going to say this. Obama's not really a socialist, and we're not going to get our socialist card next week. Just don't go there. Just come back this way. Let's have a real discussion. And I have to tell that to some of my my friends that are on the far left, uh, far right. It's like, come back, come back over here. Let's have a conversation. Okay, yeah, you hate them, but let's come back over here. It's okay to sit and say stop. That's too far. And I think hate is too strong of a word to use because most people don't understand the definition, yes. and it's an emotion. It's an emotion. Most people don't realize um, hate is an emotion that is directly attached to how much you care about something. You can't hate something that you don't care about. That's right. A lot of people misuse that word. So if you sit there and say, you know, I really hate that color on you versus I really dislike that color on you, yeah. which is better? Dislike, people are actually right. going to listen to you. Okay. So, just saying. All right, where are we at next? Girly Girl Wines, a wine company designed to serve women who are young at heart and mm. enjoy their girly time in their daily life. Wine. Girly Girl Wines donates a part of its proceeds to help um, with fund breast cancer, and many other cancer research. Check them out at girlygirlwines.com. Hey, now that you mentioned that. Unacceptable? Uh, no. Well, Unacceptable is coming. I got one thing for you. They're coming on board. Everybody listening, they're going to be a sponsor for us. It's going to be all about hope. It's uh, terminally it. cancer patients for people who are adults, where they do a bucket list and say, I want to do this, but they're adults over 20 years old. So I just uh, they joined uh, Just Forces today with me. 
and they're going to join forces with socially savvy. I love it. Well, and so. we've got some stuff going on with Nordstrom's with mm-hmm. um, embracing and helping people go through. A lot of people go into cancer thinking that they're going to lose their life and yeah. come with a renewed life, and how do they move forward? And uh, there's a lot to be said. In a couple of weeks, uh, Amanda from All About Hope will be on board. I don't know when it's going to be. It'll be in the next month or so. So Cool. We'll yeah. create the show. I love it. Unacceptable. My favorite topic. Yeah. I love socially you know why? unacceptable. I know why. Blunt Do you know what works. works best. It All right, is go for it. socially unacceptable to pass judgment on others because they have a different belief Amen. structure than you do. You can have a valid point, but no one will ever hear you if you're belligerent about it. That is so true. There's so many people who, who talk over you. They'll, like you're trying to explain a point, and they're like, no, 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 you're wrong. It's like, and you're trying to explain it, and then they won't let you talk. That's belligerent in my mind. It's like, yep. let me finish. Let me finish my point, and then you can tear me down. Most people don't realize that and or recognize that their need and want and desire to be heard is just as strong as everybody else in that room. Yes. I think that, you know, back to the gay marriage question. I think when, <laughs> when, when someone says an opinion against that, for example, the great response is, well, how do your gay friends feel about your opinion? Oh, and then you usually find out they don't have any. Right. And then it's, well, maybe you should have some before you have an opinion. You know, my nice. favorite response to that, and because typically it comes from a very religious background. I like that, Rob. I Good one. Yep. I find that most people's um, religious background gets in the way of that, and they have an opinion because they believe they're supposed to. And if you go back to the basics, it was never between you and them. It was between them and God, and leave it the hell alone. Yeah. 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 I have have some acquaintances that, uh, from a conservative Christian standpoint, decided to write a statement about their position. And to their great credit, they said, well, we're going to take a year and I'll make friends with some gay people. I love it. And then we come back. And they came back and they couldn't write the opinion. But, you know, it's like... What's good for you is not necessarily good for everybody else. And that's the point of being a part of a culture. This is why we're not a utopian culture yet. Because we have not bridged the gap beyond our independent thought process and recognizing that it's not between us and them. We are not responsible for their actions. They are responsible for their actions. And instead of trying to change everybody... You need to learn to change yourself. And so for the last wine that we're going to pour that goes past the wine that we were going to pour, Gringolino Gringoli- <laughs> is a uh, rare, unusual grape from Piemonte. And it's Where is it? Piedmont. Okay. Uh, north, northern Italy. Northern Italy. You guys Northwest. know this. I don't know this. I'm, um, I'm so we're here. still learning. You out. But the point is, it can be unusual, it can be unique, but we can still find it fascinating. Yes, and oftentimes that doesn't happen with us in personal relationships. Individual, unique, I like is that. offensive, rather than a great discovery. I like it. So when you find someone that over, that's different, say, you, or you, you know, make a good point individual and unique, a lot can of people be, uh, engaging and a great new discovery. Yes, a lot of people use the term weird because that's a negative connotation of unique. Yes. And I think a lot of people miss out. So those that are not haven't shown up, we've got about uh, almost 30 people here in the gallery looking over the different arts, you know, and it's beautiful art this time. So if you guys missed out, you know, you got to come down. You know, we always say this, and some guys that have come down, we want to thank you for showing up. we got swap bags for you. But what a fabulous turnout on a beautiful night here in Bellevue, Washington, uh, right outside the Hyatt, across from Joey's. 
Uh, they have a great happy hour. Yep. So um, one of the things I want to say about socially unacceptable. Yes, socially unacceptable. Uh, socially unacceptable. Socially unacceptable to be attached to your ego. Oh, yeah. my God. Leave it to Renessa. Yeah. I love that. No, I love the song Eagle by Beyonce. I don't know if any of you guys have heard this song. I've heard it. I, I don't okay. know all the words yet, which is rare because I usually know love all the words. The song. But when it comes to being attached to your ego, it's really allowing yourself to not let anyone else's opinion be anything unchanging to you, welcoming, coming from a place of love, authenticity. Yeah. And to me, I just want to love on people. Like, I just love meeting new people, connecting with my girlfriends, guy friends, all that good stuff. I wouldn't want to attach my ego to my belief system, which is love. Mm-hmm. You know, so That's, somebody, That makes a really good point. If somebody is coming at me with a whole different opinion that they don't believe in abortion, or they don't believe in gay marriage, or they don't believe in this, whatever their area of what they're coming from, it is to my ego to not put it onto them. Otherwise, I'm attaching it's my hard. beliefs. Oh, yeah. Sometimes you, you want to, you, you, they, it's not that I want to change your opinion. It's a lot of people they think they're protecting people. It's your ego you're attached to. Yes. yes. And, and this is one of the points I want to make. I think a lot of people... When they use words like stupid and ignorant and uneducated, they really believe that they're protecting you from yourself. Here's the point. Yes. Unless you've walked Mom in my shoes. shoes, not even a mile, if, unless you've walked in my shoes, you have no right to justify. Yes, I do have five yeah, inch heels on. Yeah, I don't know if I can make it across the parking lot. <laughs> Those are shoes. some hot shoes. <laughs> but here, here's the thing is we need, as a culture, to start backing up and stop being so certain that we are right because ultimately in the best debates in the world in the best debates in the universe between all time it was never about right and wrong it was about yep. perception yep and how you leave people feeling yes. so it's with true. that said we want to wish you a socially savvy week and um socially savvy is here to make your mondays fun yep. get your swag bag get your swag bags we'll catch you next good night, week everybody good night <laughs>